Will sounds gun. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! It's the Stinking Pools podcast with Scott, with Charlie, with Paul. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Bit of an anomaly, this one. Uh, what? An anomaly. I no, really found that difficult to say. Then. <laughs> it's a, a it, yeah. Uh, what a surprise. Um, it's a brand new movie, it which is. we don't usually do. The last one we but, did was Joker, wasn't it? Yeah, but this is a reimagining of one made sixty years ago. Oh, I thought you meant this new version. No, I was going to say it certainly wasn't, but yeah, the the original. Yeah, Yeah. Um, why? Why did we choose it? How did this come about? There was a reason for this, wasn't there? No, I think my my understanding was that you hadn't watched it. You you avoided all of the best. This was nominated for best picture. Yes, and you avoided all the nominees. And I think you just decided that you were going to watch it. Mm. with Paul and then you mentioned it to me and we were going to watch it and then record straight afterwards Uh, weren't we and then we went up the pub and got drunk yeah (laughs) and then also yeah when we got back from the pub like we we weren't that pissed when we got back but it was more a thing of like this is two and a half hours long (laughs) we're not going to give this the kind of watch that it necessarily deserves so so we've all watched it sober yeah yeah ish oh right okay sober as a judge when I watched it yeah I Watched half last night and half this night, so half of half this over. night. Half this night, yeah. yeah. This night. It's <laughs> this night. <laughs> We've already got into the shakes. Yeah, it's already, aren't they? Montagues and Capulets over yeah. there, look. <laughs> <laughs> it's West Side Story. It says 2021, but I think this was made a couple of years before because it's been delayed by COVID. Play the trailer, we'll be back after this. First time in New York City. I want to be happy here. I want to make a life, a home. Are you ready? Tonight is about family. The first gringo boy who smiles at you. I never seen you before. I'm not Puerto Rican. Is that okay? Do you want to start World War III? 
You know, I wake up to everything I know either getting sold or wrecked or being taken over by people that I don't like. You keep away from him as long as you're in my house. I'm a grown-up now, Bernardo. I'm gonna think for myself. Tony, we need you if we're going to war. Who are you? Friend or foe? If you go with him, no one will ever forgive you. Okay, this West Side Story, released in 2021, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Ansel Elgort, Rachel Zegler, Ariana DeBose. Talking of Oscar winners, she did win an Oscar for this as Best Supporting Actress. Ariana. Ariana DeBose as Anita. Yep. David Alvarez and Rita Moreno, who was in the original. Yes. The plot, as if we don't know, because this is very familiar to most people. Manhattan, Upper West Side, 1957, against the backdrop of the decaying tenements in this San Juan Hill neighborhood and the constant threat of the wrecking ball. Two warring gangs, tough rifts, jets and swaggering Bernardo's Puerto Rican sharks fight for supremacy. Now, with a once-and-for-all, winner-takes-all rumble on the cards, an unexpected whirlwind romance at the high school dance between former jet brawler Tony and Bernardo's delicate little sister Maria sets the stage for an all-out turf war. But what's a gang without its territory? Above all, when the future is uncertain, what's hope without love? Thanks to somebody on IMDb, because I did not write that. I was, that's so yeah, poetic. Mm. Oh, thank you. Stuart Hall writes, <laughs> not in that way. <laughs> How familiar are we with the original 1961 version? I've seen it many, many years ago. You like, you like a musical, though? I do you? like a musical. Yeah. yeah, jazz hands and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just want to take my real Britannia hat off, to be honest, and just go and mend. <laughs> oh, God, oh, dear, <laughs> uh, dear, dear listener, I've, I've, I had to rein these guys in for the last hour because they've just recorded a real Britannia episode with us. So, yeah, feel free, Charlie. T- take your pants off, mate, and just fly about all over the room. We don't care. Um, Charlie, is this... West Side Story, the original, you've seen it? Yeah, but um, even though it's a very long time ago, there's just something about West Side Story where, like, just elements of it are in the public sort of consciousness I think in a way mm-hmm. like, so I think even if you haven't seen West Side Story you know many of the numbers you know oh, many God, of the references yeah. obviously I've forgotten how many of the numbers I knew mm. yeah and some of them I didn't even know were from the film like I Feel Pretty oh, right, I didn't okay. know it was yeah. from this Be- film because it's it's transcended the film I, I always yeah. heard Jack Nicholson singing it <laughs> <laughs> in analyse that I think it was <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic not even the first one no. Jack Nicholson's best yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think um, it's, it's one of those things as well where like it's been that long since I've seen it I forgot about the song G Officer Krupke G Officer um, Krupke that's and the only one that was going through my head before I was watching it I, watched, I used to sort of watch Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah like avidly and yeah. there was an episode in like series 7 where Larry David encounters a cop that calls Officer Krupp. No. And I thought, I'm not getting the... It's clearly oh. a reference to something, clearly a joke. Yeah. And it wasn't till I watched this newer remake oh, right. that it kind of... Sunk in sort of thing, yeah. yeah. So it, it's, that, it's that famous, it's that iconic that 
like just references to it are littered everywhere I think like yeah. even the thing of like people walking around clicking and yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. you see that everywhere yeah there, there's, there's pastiches of it all over the place I think but for me it's one of the lesser musicals because I've got favourite musicals way above this uh, I think possibly one point of that is it's really long Musicals are usually quite oh, short. Oh no! And the sound of music was three hours. You know, well, My Fair Lady, three hours. Three hours yeah. But they used to have the intermissions. And that yeah, because they're they based on stage yeah. musicals, and so it, two and a half have... hours for a, a movie. This is a short one. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I, I was actually amazed by the length of it. We. Really. That's it. Go on, let rip now. You're you're in stinking uh, again, pause territory now. But having watched it like half Friday night, half this morning, mm. I didn't think it dragged any point. I thought Agreed. it would. The the musical interludes aren't. It's not every five minutes. Mm. It, it's quite well spread, spread out. out. Yeah, I was putting it off because I was thinking, oh, I've got to put by two and a half hours to yeah. watch it. And when I watched it midweek, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh God, I'll do it tonight. Boom, eight o'clock. Wow, it was over. It was, it was, yep. you know, by half past ten, obviously done. And I loved it. Absolutely mm. loved it. It is a fucking giant. Mm. Mm. But, but then look who's fucking directing it, for God's sake. Did you, did you expect anything less? It's the, the way he managed to get the scene set as if it was late 50s America, that the. the Half destructed properties, yeah. Everything but the scenery was amazing. That's I a lot know, of CGI. I was it? gonna say, I don't know how much of it was CGI, but it was you were it was literally just like taking the 61 movie and just making it more glittery, more polished, yeah. and and somehow managing to make it less camp. I did time. think yeah. that because at the very first musical number, I was like, yeah, this is a bit. Camp. It's a bit. It's a bit Andram mm. almost, uh, right in the sort of. And yeah. then within twenty seconds, I'd forgotten that. Yeah, I'd absolutely forgotten it, and I was into actually watching a musical. Was it because the fight scenes were a bit more violent than they would have been in nineteen sixty one as well? Because it wasn't all sort of like swinging fake punches. There was actually some contact and some blood. I, and... I think half of it also is the fact that they had got younger actors in. I think if I remember the original correctly, a lot of the people playing the younger people in it weren't so young. It's like watching Saved by the Bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, we were talking about this off off, cam- off camera, I was going to say, they are off air earlier. The original, Natalie Wood was not Puerto Rican, Joel Shackery yeah. and all that. No, wherever you stand on this, this kind of thing about representation, mm-hmm. I think they rightfully done it authentically yeah because it is actually a Hispanic actor playing Hispanic characters but it, it just adds a bit more authenticity and also I like the fact that even with the Hispanic there was different tones of skin even with the the Jets that it wasn't just the white Americans it was Irish Italian Italian. yeah there there was a a a complete sort of scope of, Mm. of um, nationalities within that, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's also like um, another big thing. Sorry if I'm sort of jumping the gun here, but um, it's like Steven Spielberg was saying, uh, him and the, the screenwriter 
apologise for getting the screenwriter's name man. She's really nice. You're going to do a podcast. Um, Tony Tony Kushner was the screenwriter. Kushner's, but he's, not Kushner's. Sure. You're talking about Stephen Sondheim, the the musical. No, but I'm talking about in the modern the modern remake, like the, the screenwriter for this modern version. Is, is a guy called Tony Kushner. Kushner, yeah, Kushner. They, they made the decision that like they're not going to use subtitles for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I thought it was just a dodgy copy I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I thought shit. I wanted one more subtitles. Street market. Yeah. Your Chinese guy came in the pub, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just shattered any serious conversation. <laughs> 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 But um, <laughs> they said that they didn't want to give like the the sort of English language the power. They mm. to, they feel like subtitling what they're saying kind of. I mean, they did yeah. keep saying speaking English. We're we're trying to practice, didn't yeah. they? But I, I mean, I, I can't speak for that kind of reality. But I okay. wonder if that's something that happens in in kind of the homes of like an ethnic minority where it's mm. like oh, like. Yeah. We'll try and practice English just to kind of. But also, we're talking. This is first generation immigrants as well, yeah, or second yes. immigration immigrants, aren't we? This is set in nineteen fifty-seven. Yeah. So that sort of thing would have been commonplace, wouldn't it? It's like, come on, we're here now. We've got to integrate. Yeah. We've got to be part of this. Um, whereas now, obviously, two, three generations afterwards, it's it's natural that you're going to be speaking English, going to an English speaking school. So, because I think like. You've got to give credit to the 1961 version in that he's almost like ahead of its time in the fact that he's talking mm. about these issues. Oh, yeah, the racial tension. Yeah, and it, it really yeah. does. I can't imagine many films in 1961. Because the 50s, late 50s, early 60s, America was still segregated. There was oh, still 60s, a lot of. 60s, America was white. Right. Yeah, still a lot of black only and white only yeah. places. And Yeah, but don't forget the source material is Romeo and Juliet. Of course, but even then, it's still kind of forward thinking of a, a big film studio in 1961 to kind of tackle these issues. I mm. think what you get with this remake is it just finesses it a bit and it makes mm. it a little bit more kind of it modernizes it, but it also like irons out the creases, I think, in some of the. Yeah. I was really worried about this, but at the same time, I knew I was confident that it's in Spielberg's hands. I knew he wasn't going to fuck up. Mm. How are you going to get? a movie from 1961 in an era where musicals were king right in the 60s West Side Story My Fair Lady Sound of Music all one best picture and you're going to try and bring it to a 21st century audience but it's still going to be set in 1957 it's still going to be very old songs to the modern audience I, I didn't know before I sort of mm. looked into watching it whether they were going to totally modernise it and set it in I thought that's what it was at first yeah. I thought it was going to be a completely re like, yeah subsequent generation yeah, yeah. Immigrant I think it would have been very difficult to do it as something modern with technology in there I'm so glad they didn't just so glad they didn't set it in 2020 the one concession they make to it is gentrification yeah like mm-hmm. the thing of like these are going to be nice these are going to be nice apartments with other yeah. people like yo that's what's yeah. happening in New York and mm, places yeah. like that all over the world like the thing of you know we're going to push out the poor whether they, whether they are um, ethnic minorities or kind of for want of a better description sort of I don't want to use the term indigenous but mm. like um, yeah. the poor are getting moved out to make way for the rich and that is something that is a current problem and yeah. I think that's the yeah. obsession that Spielberg and the screenwriters have made here political <laughs> so how much do you remember of the original like to compare it to this one to be honest 
I remember the most famous songs out of it. Mm. But do you remember how they were set in the original and how they might have been tweaked? Because you remember the songs, but do you remember the settings? I remember the original being very colourful. Where they went from black and white to colour, so everything in colour had to be vividly colourful. Technicolour cinema. Yeah, yeah. so as you say, the the doors, the dresses that they wore were all sort of amazingly bright, colourful. I Feel Pretty was set in the shop. Yes, the, the bridal it? shop that's where yeah. uh, but it's in gimbals yeah because well, the, the, yeah. there's cleaners in a department yes. yeah, yeah. So, so that was a major difference but that it's was where the colour was <laughs> gimbals that's, that's you know like you're saying that's where the colour would have been brought in in the original because mm. it was all dresses and you know fancy fabrics and yeah, stuff and like that and, yeah, yeah. Um, there wasn't that many interior scenes as such in but the that original was, that was the, in, the, in this version that was the first time you really noticed colour because mm. that opening segment like on the, the kind of where, where the buildings are getting destroyed is actually quite bleak and yeah. colourless yeah. and then there's it does it even it? the detail in like because the camera sort of pans from like above does yeah and, and it's even the detail of I noticed outside one of the half derelict buildings was like a row of bathtubs and you're mm. thinking, yeah, that would have happened because yeah. that's the kind of thing that they would have recycled even back then because there's yeah. so much metal mm. in those bathtubs. Yeah. Mm. And it's the attention to detail and things like that that Spielberg undoubtedly had a hand in. Of course, absolutely. But you, there is that sense. Like, if you're going to, mm. you know, you want to remake Best Picture Winner in 1961. Yeah, it's a gamble. It's audacious, isn't it? So it's a gamble. You've got to do it properly. But I mean, people like think, oh, well, you shouldn't be remaking this. It is fifty, no, six, sixty years on. Yeah. So it's not like it's done it. Oh, ten, twenty years after. There's the appetite. It's, it's not just a new generation. It's three or four new yeah. generations. So it's, not like mm. just, it's not just like film watching that appetites have changed. Mm. They've changed about three or four times <laughs> since then as well. And I think. Um, when I was listening to like uh, Kermode and Mayo review it, I think Simon Mayo made a really good point about how um, this is going to bring new audiences to cinemas now because this the people are going to maybe not necessarily remake like Oklahoma or something yeah. in the Carousel, yeah. But the musical thing might really come into fashion with this. Oh, I think so because some of the more modern musicals are getting immediate movie productions now, yeah. like mm-hmm. Evan Hansen. Um, Hamilton Hamilton straight yeah. away you know we're, we're getting like, that now I mean going back Great Showman La La Land we were talking about yeah. off, off air earlier that there is a few more eking in there mm. than what's been in the last 15-20 years Hot Take mm-hmm. this will replace the Super Hero film uh-huh. Oh, I, I like that idea if that's the yeah. case. Because um, it has yeah. pretty much milked itself. I, I, silly, I, I, it? I don't. I don't. <laughs> that's, that's, that's an interesting <laughs> turn of phrase. Eh? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, well, <laughs> well milked itself, silly. Other man. <laughs> A new oh. breed of hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gone to his <laughs> Don't have a cow, Paul. Come on. Yeah. Right. 
And where were we? So <laughs> I, I think like I don't think it's going to be as like um, prolific as the superhero thing. Like where you get. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Oh, I shouldn't say that. What you're saying, Charlie, is, is this new direction that is potentially going to be very popular. I think it was Sam Raimi who was talking about it the other day, and he said there will be there will be a new wave in cin- cinema. We, we said, didn't we, that yeah. the superhero bubble is is got to burst at some point, and there's, there's it's overload. There will be overload, and um, all right, they are big sprawling epics. They are you know fascinating to look at, and, and but. Sometimes people just don't want all that action on the screen. They want something more like this. It's it's like I don't think there's going to be. I'm not saying there's going to be like as many musicals as superhero films because that's just not achievable. No, no, no. no. But, I mean, it's getting to the point where you're getting like I, I can't even tell you the numbers. Like three or four, four or five a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you might. What you might get is like every year there'll be a best picture nominee that's a musical, and that will be the new. The, the last, wave. the last musical to win Best Picture was Chicago, which was. But then that was that. I felt that was very much a curveball from the Academy, as opposed to the the kind of signing of a new direction that Hollywood was. Going well, to take. they never took up on it, did they? Well, exactly. if they if they did, nothing ever came of it. I think they, I think they're going to do this now, mm. and I think you got to remember that a lot of the musical films that are out there between maybe Chicago and something like La La Land, but very. Say juvenile, but like more youth based. It was like a high musical. Just about to say, what's the ones you like? Was it Pitch Perfect? Yeah, Pitch Perfect. Pitch, yeah, first Pitch Perfect films are right, I think. Like not things yeah. like I'm but but they went on that kind of campus kind of younger vibe. Whereas a true classic musical, the brilliance of musical is that it should appeal to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's what maybe you might find as a result of this. Yeah. If, if that's the way it's going, I'm all for it. Um, and as I said, to have Steven Spielberg at the helm, there was little danger of this going wrong. It's, it's just quality like that. It, just whatever he decides to do, he kind of just flourishes. He's sickening, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> he, he was never going to put himself out there to be criticised. Hmm. He was going to make this or make any musical that he put his hand to a perfection piece I remember when this was announced three four years ago whatever and I mentioned it to people at work and they went oh that's going to be shit and I'm like think about it it is obviously a well known well loved well respected original movie but when you've got Spielberg directing it that man very rarely makes mistakes out of everything that Spielberg has done the only flop that that man ever had was 1941 which was a really tumultuous time in cinema. Yeah. It was changing, like, late 70s, early 80s. Yep. That was just a bad change of direction for him. But ever since then, whatever genre he's done, and he's taken chances, you know, from the cosy Spielberg-type things that we expect, like E.T. and Close Encounters. He's gone off and done Amistad. He's done Schindler's List. You know, he's done Munich, Bridge of Spies. You know, all of those things. And then he's taken a gamble didn't quite work when he's done the CGI stuff with the Tintin movie was that him he directed that, was that didn't him, he? Was I think was that him yeah. or was it I'm not sure but he did the uh, he probably made up for that with Ready Player Hugo, One yeah no that was Scorsese, Scorsese. Scorsese. Similar. Yeah. 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 yeah you know so he's he's not 
afraid to take a chance. And he, I reckon he did take a bloody big chance well, I think by he's doing taken it. A big chance it this because, as of, you say, mm, people's immediate opinion. That's what I heard. Was yeah. like, oh god, no. When I found out that Spielberg was doing it, it wasn't necessarily something I was rushing out for, but it did pique my interest because mm. it was Spielberg. So it's going to get this glossy treatment mm. that it deserves yeah. rather than just someone who's like yeah. and you fly by night now. I well, mean, the, the story has not changed much in it. The numbers are still the same, but the cinematography throughout is just amazingly crisp and clear and colourful and and it and still looks like 1957 yeah, New York. There's but enough tweaks in there to make it a different movie, isn't there? I've got to say about the Spielberg thing. What I'm sure we were speaking about Spielberg mm. years ago. And yeah. I said the one thread you book for all these films, whatever the genre is, is family and domesticity. And fatherless and, kids. And, and this is, this is <laughs> like... Yeah. Bang on for him when you think it was. It was a big thing, wasn't it? That Spielberg didn't have a father or his father, yeah. you know, and, and you see that. Yeah, and it was. It was always centered around the family unit. Even Bridge of Spies is about the domesticity of Tom Hanks's character when he returns after the film. And this is there. This is still yeah. there. Yep, they still managed to pick it. But you're right, though, Paul. <laughs> you're right that it, like that it makes. It makes enough tweaks for it to be interesting without doing a disservice to the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like the thing of like um, like Valentina becoming a character rather than Doc. Yeah. And and actually, I think the actress who played her said that initially when she was approached, she's like, no, I'm not doing it because you just want me to do a cameo. But actually, no, they said like, no, you're a fully fleshed character and you're going to mm-hmm. sing somewhere. That was the biggest change. Yeah, one of the biggest changes. I, mm. I actually, one of the few things I picked up, and I'm like, she did sound like Tom Waits. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I'm sure that wasn't the person who sang it originally. No, but it's a good twist on it because she's using it as her dead husband, isn't she? She's, yeah. she's sort of referring back to like the life they had and what the dreams that they had. And the changing name. Yeah, I think another one that they they uh, are quite significant one if you if you were aware of both versions is that I Feel Pretty happens after the rumble to add to the tragic aspect oh oh so they swapped it around so oh. like the deaths have happened the two big yeah. deaths have happened and then you've got Maria singing I Feel Pretty not knowing not what's not going knowing on knowing what's oh, oh, like, that's like right. that's Shakespearean isn't it yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah obviously yeah. literally because yeah. it is literally put just before the rumble isn't it because she thinks that Tony's gone off to stop the she rumble had, happening. It's like after the rumble, the yeah. rumble's happened, but she's mm. not aware because she's in gimbals. Mm. Um, <laughs> and the rumble in gimbals. Rumble in gimbals. <laughs> um, so it's like, yeah, that, that's a great tragic kind of quality for a story when something terrible has happened, but one of the main protagonists is unaware that it's happened. Yeah. She's about to, and Chino turns up at gimbals and tells yeah. her, doesn't he? I think. No, not Chino. Yeah, Chino. So, what do we think of the main actors? Excellent. Yeah. Because, um, I can't remember his name. Baby Driver. Egbert. Yeah. Egbert no bacon. Egbert no bacon. Baby Driver. Baby Driver was a great Ansel. Yeah. Ansel. Egbert. Ansel Elgort. I wasn't aware that he was that good a singer. No. Apparently, his mother was 
something in the opera. A hamster so. and his father's got <laughs> elderberries. <laughs> no, his father was a photographer for Vogue magazine, but his a mother, photographer. Yes. mother was uh, in opera, so I think ah, that's obviously where right. he got his and voice I've from. got to get out of this habit of thinking, oh, I'm surprised that that's a good thing. I don't think the fucking stage is yeah. going exactly. That they have uh, to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd he done, actually at school and university or whatever, he was in... Um, uh, a performance of West Side Story. It's a shoe in there, wasn't was it? Yeah. Rachel Zegler. Yes. Uh, this is her first movie. Yeah. Who's Rachel Zegler? Who does she play? Maria. I was, I'm surprised by that because yeah. that is that is a, a confident, uh, sort of accomplished performance yeah. for one so inexperienced. Yeah. yeah. It's it's she, a debut movie. Yeah. She, she'd done a lot of um, uh, YouTube and whatever. She done a perform- She done a performance of Shallow on YouTube that got eleven million hits. Oh, so she's from that musical but kind of. Yeah, she yeah. was picked. Thirty thousand people auditioned for. Well, that you imagine role. how many Disney kids in that yeah. would have been. Yeah. Exactly. And she was called Rachel because her parents liked Friends. Oh, there you go. Because I, I, I was unfair, but that, that just makes you feel terrible about <laughs> yeah. your age. But yeah, I would have thought it, if I'd not known the yeah. cast already, I thought it'd be someone like yeah. Camille Cabello or yes. yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah. But, but that's, that's, that's very a very di- much looks like Rachel. Did she play Cinderella as well? Yes. I think Cabers, yeah. And Rachel is due to play uh, Snow, Snow White talking to Disney live action yeah. yes so it all falls into place this, this is going to create stars but really oh, yeah, to, absolutely. to make yeah. you feel really old Rachel Zegler born 2001 oh god t-shirts older than that <laughs> yeah I mean, it's food in my fridge older than that I think <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, depressing. <laughs> yeah. But um no, it's it's really interesting the, the mixture of the cast, like the old and the new. But they're unknown as well, apart from Rita Marino who yeah. is reprised well, who, who plays you know The guy who played uh, Bernardo I thought was great. Mm. Much better than Bernardo in the original, I think. They weren't um Oh, who played him in the original? Hang on, I'm I'm thinking of Russ Tamblin who's in the original. Bernardo in the original Oh George Shackery, who wasn't George Shackers, who wasn't you know, it <laughs> wasn't Hispanic at all, bless him. Yes. That, and that's, yeah. that needs to be sort mm, of yeah. changed, in it, I guess. Like, mm. But I thought he was a really good... Fully, I think the difference I noticed from what I remember is that the characters are just a bit more fully fleshed and there's a bit more of a yeah. backstory. Yeah. I'm also glad they stayed away from... I mean, with the culture now, and, like, if you took a group of... If you took a gang off the streets of New York, they'd all be henched. They'd all go to the gym five <laughs> yeah. times a week. But this lot, uh, the Jets, were all scrawny little fellas. Yeah. 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 Reminds me of a really young Bob Dylan. Yeah. He did, uh, yes. Free, yeah. sort of blowing in the wind. Bob yeah. Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they didn't go over muscly with them. They didn't make them out to be these... Fucking huge hunks. He, well, that's true to the original, though, as well. Isn't yeah, it? no, that's what um, I'm saying. Yeah. They, 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 given the acting world now, yeah, yeah. they could have done. Yeah. They could have easily. There were so yeah. many pitfalls that they successfully avoided. Mm. I think. Yeah. Well, did they do anything wrong? There's a particular mm. scene. There, there we go. I knew you'd say it. There, there we go. There's a particular scene. The um, at, at docks. Yeah. At docks. After the. Murder. Is it docks, I think. Yes. Yes. yes yeah. Shop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the, the drug shop. Yeah. Um, mm. Don't have no mothering. No. <laughs> Portugal. Loads of them. <laughs
I think it's interesting uh, that scene because when we were originally going to watch this, you said you spoke to someone that you know who had seen it and said they'd love to hear my opinion on it because this was pre-Oscars. Yeah. And having not watched any of the nominees, I went totally off kilter, wild card. I went, Spielberg's in with a chance. And she went, really? I went, yeah. I said, what? it's Spielberg, it's a musical, it's something that the Academy would probably go for. The, the same film winning... Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah like you know, yeah. and uh, having not seen Power of the Dog and June and all the others that were nominated, I just totally went for for this. And she was like, looked at me as if I was mad. And she went, please watch it and please come back to me because she said there's one particular scene that is very jarring. That's the way she described it. It's very jarring. It's not in the original and you'll know it as soon as you see it. And I, thought, and I thought, okay. And I thought it was something to do with representation yeah, of race or whatever. There was something that was like, wow, they brought that in deliberately, you know. And, of course, when this scene happens, I'm like, oh, hello. Yeah, it <laughs> really know? does jar. It really does jar. Why is it there? Why has Spielberg done that? It's, again, I feel like it's, you know, I don't want to sound like Chief Gannon or anything because like, <laughs> it's not me at all, but it does feel like it's a it's a reference to modern Hollywood politics, maybe. Okay. Uh, in terms of the reaction to... Bear in mind, because you said this was potentially made two years ago. It was even closer to the Me Too kind of so, scandal. But, yeah. So I, I have got a totally different outlook on this scene okay because it was only when the woman broke up Valentina's yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. that I even considered that it could have been a sexual scene right oh right to me that was just just beating the shit that was just them beating the shit out of this (laughs) this female right which obviously isn't right but I didn't consider that to be I'm going to say it, they're obviously going for this scene is supposed to be a gang rape. Yeah. Mm. But I didn't see that at all. It's, but but then Valentina was corroborated it as that. Yeah, so it's it's only she said, her yeah. words yeah. that made me go, oh, hang on a minute. There's but more like, to this than I've actually yeah, witnessed. But maybe that's yeah. why it jars, because what you see on the screen and what it's supposed to be doesn't necessarily add no, up. Obviously yeah. they couldn't. Film that because then that it, that would have been a very different film. <laughs> well, also it would have put the blooming uh, rating up from. Like, I think tonally, I think just tonally, it just doesn't. That's work. the thing. It is because there's enough grit in the film. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, they could have yeah. just yeah. done that film with just roughing her up a little bit, not even her falling to the ground, but just the pushing and shoving. Yeah. I feel like there's some very, I, I you know, it reminded me of a not because of the nature of it or the way it was filmed, but it reminded me of, say, something like The Accused. Yeah. Where you actually, or Straw Dogs, or Deliverance, yeah. where you actually witness mm. proper sexual assault, on, and it's really difficult. Yeah. I feel like this has tried to incorporate that into the film without really kind of... Yeah. going it like naturally like yeah. so it's, 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 more, it's more suggestive but like should you be putting it in a film if you're only going to kind of 
in at it because it's just and, problematic. And you know, think but, that the part in the film it was, it's right at the very end. Yeah. Mm. It's was it necessary? That's the bit I was trying to get at. Is, is there a reason it for it? I didn't think it was. Uh, the, the film would not have been any less. Absolutely. Had it not been in Absolutely. So you've now got a, a, a significant percentage of the cast of the film who have been partaking in well, sexual assault. So it's like statistically, mm-hmm. nine yeah. out of ten people enjoy gang rape. Paul, I feel pretty. That wasn't what we agreed to. <laughs> that, that's not what Gervais does on the set. You've done that on purpose. <laughs> Going back to what you said about I feel pretty being in a different sequence to the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, the original movie, I, I sorry. I watched a YouTube thing that compared right. the order and it said about how I don't know if it's intentional, but someone was speculating that if they put that in after the the scene that they refer to as the rumble, yeah, it makes it more tragic because she's still got this optimism right. about her and Tony, right. basically. According to Wikipedia, which is the font of all knowledge, sure. Spielberg, never yeah, never wrong. Spielberg and Stephen Sondheim initially wanted to cut "I Feel Pretty" from the film completely. Mm-hmm. His presence in the original musical, musical, in the original musical, right after the rumble, was largely done against the wishes of Sondheim. He didn't want it in the original at that particular point. He and Bernstein had been instructed by the producers to add an upbeat song after the intermission to start Act Two, so the song was written in protest. Sondheim would later remark he was embarrassed by its lyrical content to the point that he allowed it to be cut from the Broadway revival in 2020. Mm-hmm. He uh, really wasn't a fan. The man that wrote it wasn't a song. Yeah. As I said earlier, I didn't even know that song was from this film because... It doesn't seem like it should have yeah, been there. It's, it's, the, it's the You'll Never Walk Alone of Carousel, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right? well, there we go. Well, Spielberg likewise questioned whether the upbeat shot... Upbeat song. See, I'm going Sean Connery now. <laughs> Spielberg likewise questioned whether the upbeat song would still work without an intermission because there isn't an intermission in this as there is there in is the original. One, there is one part in the mm. film... The screen goes entirely black, and you think, "Oh, I was." Oh, right. Uh, and then you see the shutters raise, and I yes. think, mm. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. the jets just there. before the run. Yeah. I was wondering whether that was where they contemplated having an or to yeah. or an homage because to where it would have been. Yeah, black isn't there. Yeah, yeah. So, so Tony Kushner, who was the screenwriter, said he insisted that it remained. Um, and Kushner said this is the first time in our story the entire audience is ahead of Maria's story which yeah, is what yeah, we yeah. see right, yeah. okay yeah so everyone else knows what's yeah. apart from those in that in particular, that particular scene. scene and then yeah. Chino turns up to Gimbal's and in effect the audience <laughs> in effect the audience will feel very protective of her because we know she's about to find out yeah so it's quite clever, actually. Even though the film, the the, the song isn't quite there, right. There is a history. I think I mentioned we spoke about another film on a different show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about um, adaptations from stage to screen and saying so how I mentioned. I think that Broadway musicals do get rearranged for yes, yeah, cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether that 
is usually a case of just like technicalities and what's easier to do but it feels like they've done it here for genuine narrative reasons and I think that's a bit of a stroke of genius it, it, it all makes sense doesn't it yeah, yeah. yeah. quality there you go we've gone sort of askew from what we normally do on Stinging Balls by choosing a new movie choosing a musical which is very rare for us I think this worked as a as a you know a discussion piece, guys. Yeah. I think you both. Yeah. I think you both hit the nail of the head early on when you said that. Oh Christ, it's two and a half hours. Yeah, and I I can I can agree to that as well. It did not feel like it lasted that long for me as no. well. It was just exceptional. No, because if you get a movie that comes out now that's two and a half hours, it's usually a superhero Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, and like you, you just look and see two and a half hours, and you think, "Bloody hell!" Good thing you have no problem time. watching five Netflix episodes or yeah, something in a row, do you? Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm not so bothered by it because I love, you know, New Hollywood. I love Tarantino. I love Scorsese. If anything, I feel a bit sort of shortchanged if like Tarantino releases a new film and it's ninety minutes. If that mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's a reflection of changing appetites in Hollywood that two and a half hours being the length of a film always gets commented on I think in yeah. 1961 and well after 1961 people wanted that yeah they wanted to go Be- to the because it was that, that escapism yeah. wasn't it, it but was also like- don't forget there's that whole conversation that TV was taking over from the cinema in the late 50s yeah. which is why you got the epics like Ben-Hur in 59 in Cinemascope they had, they yeah, had to compete stupid. but they had to compete with TV <laughs> they had to provide something that you hours. couldn't get in your front room so it was Cinemascope it was widescreen it was it was Technicolor it was it was a whole evening's entertainment now you can have a projector with a massive fuck off TV and replicate do that do it all at home and not yeah. get fleeced do it all at home yeah. by the ticket yeah. price yeah and also, I think, like, what we can show now as well, like, when you think, like, YouTube and that, mm. and the most popular people in the country are people who sometimes, like, people like, I don't know how big you are on YouTube, but people KSI, like KSI, the yeah. side men, yeah. producing half an hour videos that get millions of people watching it. People like to consume content in short, short bursts now. Yeah. Yep. And what that does, it, it affects people's concentration levels, I mm. think, and... It means that long epic films aren't as necessarily demanded. No, that's right, yeah. Another thing I found out about this film was like, I knew all the major numbers in it. Yeah. But I think every single major number I remembered as being different or longer. Like uh, the song Maria. Like, yeah, because yeah. you'll hear it in like our oh, people audition with it and Britain's Got Talent or shit like that, and, and you'll always think it's like a, a long song just on its own, but mm. in actual fact, in the film itself, it's like a minute or so. It's like an yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maria, I just met a girl named Maria, and, the and then it goes off. Put the flute in. So, <laughs> <laughs> but 
it's true. Like um, <laughs> all these so really tonight, um, the song tonight, tonight. Um, it. I never remembered it going from one person singing it to like everyone was singing it in yeah. different so verses. Yeah, is a perfect example of that. Mm. Yes, it, it's a it's a like an interlude that Valentina sings. It's a refrain. It's yeah. not like a. It's not like this epic no. number. I think what happens as well is because some of these songs become, as you as you mentioned, they become part of just culture in general. So it becomes like, oh, that's on a Susan Boyle album or like, <laughs> yeah. Michael Bublé's release. Yeah, that's what so you expect. You expect a three-minute song out of each one, but it's not. As I said, like I was in the pub the other night and a, a version of Somewhere just came in the jukebox. <laughs> PJ Proby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it... It's easily five times longer than Valentina's <laughs> version of it in this film, and it. Somewhere. I wonder if that. I wonder. I've got a theory. I wonder if that's creating an appetite for people to go out and buy the soundtrack. Oh, I like that song. Oh, you know, like, I'll yeah, get a longer recording. You can imagine, it. like, there's probably twenty songs in that film, but each of them only lasts a minute, minute and a half. Yeah, but that's good, I think, because it becomes jarring otherwise. And I like the fact that there was. As you've mentioned previously, there's quite a lot of time between the songs reoccurring. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. the worst musicals are when it just like a song almost yeah. into an operetta where almost every word is sung. Tommy. This this had <laughs> this had a great set of story between it's, it's confident in the narrative. I know mm. it's not, obviously it's not a, an original story. I think there's a fact called Bill wrote it originally, I think. Um just Bill. Yeah. yeah, first name to that, sure. Yeah, but um, died on the same day. St George's. Yeah. In fact. Um, but I think there's like this... Facto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's this thing where like it really does treat the story well and make it mm. its new... Um, and they twist it, because isn't it in Romeo and Juliet that Juliet commits suicide? Yeah, yeah. so, so I think this, that would have been too much. Yeah, um, but I like the way they... Um, he thinks she's dead she comes along he finds her alive and then he dies so it's yeah. quite a well, good that's, twist that's, on the story that's the story wasn't it because she takes the, the false potion doesn't she that the nuns yeah, have made yeah, the it? Yeah. Gone, yeah that she's going to revive from in an hour's time is that where poison chalice comes could be sure don't know but then she, she gets revived after an hour but he finds her in a comatose state kills himself mm. so that as you say that is a very good twist on mm. still keeping in line with the, the the story from the original plot you know yeah, I mean if you look at any adaptation of Shakespeare whether it's like 10 things right about you or the Lion mm. King or West Side Story it, it is just the general structure but they're obviously going to sort of take a few liberties yeah but um, and it sounds really wanky but it really does like kind of add to the power of Shakespeare for me that like that story can be transferred I mean, into you, something you, else and still work for yeah. 500 years on yeah and they're still like uh, recreating and readapting stories that he told literally the, the, the perfect example of standing the test of time and I always said like the problem with Shakespeare is you get introduced to it when you're 14, 15, 16 at a time mm -hmm. when you've got no interest no, in that kind you, of thing. You hate it because you're pressured into but doing it's the it. language and you're, yeah. you're overwhelmed by the language so you never mm. get to you never get to really kind of come to terms with how good that story is mm. because the Absolutely. language is the stumbling yeah. block. Yeah. 
But when you see it in a different kind of format, you realise, fucking hell, what a storyteller. Yeah. So yeah, he, Shakespeare gets my seal of approval. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Thankfully, it's yes. yeah. Yeah. He, he ain't done too bad, has he? Guys, we're going to wind this up. I think it's a general consensus amongst the three of us that this was a good bloody choice, actually, for I, something I a bit think random. It was a really, really good remake um, of a great movie back in its day, and and to do it sixty years on, there's enough gap gone by where it warrants a remake. Yeah, I mean, too often films are remade or reimagined unnecessarily. Too soon. Yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's only thirteen years old. Yeah, for yeah. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and Spielberg out of his comfort zone, doing something that he not necessarily should have even touched, but doing it to such a high level. Yeah, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It is, it is just a, a great example of filmmaking at its finest. Mm. I think it's just it works on every level. It shouldn't do though. That's the thing, and it yeah. has. Yeah, I'm so glad that they did this, mm. and I really hope that it kind of. I'm, I'm guessing it's not going to have the same kind of iconic kind of legacy that the original had because. It, Okay. No, it never no. will capture that, no. But I hope that people are sort of like going back and watching this. I like the idea that you said it's going to ignite a new movement in Hollywood okay. that's going to take away from that bloody Marvel stuff. And again, I'm not trying to be down on... on Because if there is a demand for it, then fair enough. Yeah. But I want a new era now. Of course we do. We've had 20 years of it now, And I'm we? really worried about the state of like cinema at the moment. Mm. Based on what we've experienced in the last couple of years, I'm yeah. sure... I'm sure, like, trends have gone down in people actually visiting cinemas. It's oh, why, I mean, yeah. say, it's why the Bond film got delayed, because part mm-hmm. of the Bond tradition was people going to the cinema to watch it. No, we're not releasing it on home viewing, no. usually. Mm-hmm. There was a real danger of that happening at one yeah. point, wasn't it? And we went to see it uh, in IMAX, didn't we? It was amazing. The well, cinema was already in trouble mm. when you think of piracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, I genuinely thought the pandemic might be the nail in the coffin. So I think and they've got to find new ways. Yeah, because anything now is coming straight out on Netflix or well, this on is Apple fucking Disney or Plus. That's where I watched it. Yeah. I watched it on Disney Plus, yeah. But, I mean, I'm an hypocrite because I streamed it as well. But <laughs> I like the idea of new people, new cinema goers kind yeah. of experiencing mm. watching the musical. At the I wish I'd seen this as a cinema, actually. Yeah, I'm now going back. Myself, yeah, so I yeah. yeah. Because I was like, I say, two and a half hours, something I've seen before. All right, I had faith in Spielberg, but at the same time, there's something at the back of my head saying it might not work. It might be a bit clunky. There might be something in this that ain't going to be quite right. And again, yeah, I started off with the outlook that it's musical. It's going to be cheesy because mm. musicals are a bit cheesy. But twenty seconds, thirty seconds into that first song. I've forgotten all about that. I wasn't looking to criticise it. I was just looking yeah, to enjoy it. Yeah. I always thought about suspending your disbelief in terms of fantasy and science fiction, but I think you also need to do that with musicals, mm. don't you? And this absolutely is, is successful in this. Yeah. Um, I, we mentioned it earlier. I just think if you're going to remake it, it's a really audacious thing to do. Yeah, so you've got to do it they right. Had to, they had yeah. to do it right. Yeah. It's like a Blade Runner sequel, do you know what I mean? Don't fucking bother if you're not going to... That worked. 
Guys, are you up for a little bit of a musicals quiz before we go into what we're watching next time? Am I? Oh. Yes. No. <laughs> In that case, we're going to do a musicals quiz back after this. <laughs> Okay, guys, I've lined up a little quiz for you based on movie musicals. Well, this isn't going to take long, is it? Well, no, it's, it's, it's in the literal sense because don't forget some sort of animation stuff can be classed as a musical. I will give you some clues and some hints if I think it's a bit obscure. Okay. down, Charlie. Oh, I love this. So, <laughs> two points for a correct answer, one point if it's handed over for a bonus. Paul is going first in this particular case. Paul. Yeah. This musical starring Adina Menzel isn't a movie yet, Frozen. but it's about to be. Oh, about to be? Yes. It's a very good answer what you gave Adina it. Adina Menzel sang Let It Go. Yeah, that's right. So this musical starring Adina Menzel, it's, it's a very famous stage musical, isn't a movie yet, but it is about to be. I think it's going to be released oh, Christmas wicked. time. It's wicked for two that's points. I think that's why she got the function. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, gravity, isn't it? That's yeah, it, flying yeah. high. And, yeah. Charles, this question's got you written all over it. This Marlon Brando and Frank Sinatra musical was parodied in The Simpsons. Guys and Dolls. Guys and Dolls for two points. Love night. Paul, Gene Kelly sang about the glorious feeling he felt while doing this. Singing in the rain. Singing in the rain. You had real doubt in your voice there. <laughs> Charlie, this one's a bit of a toughie. This musical starred Dick Van Dyke as songwriter Albert Peterson. This is a toughie. I'm really, but there are there are varying levels for both of you. It's, it's not Mary Poppins or Chicken. It's pre Mary Poppins. It's 1963, a little bit before. Um, is it the, it's not the marvelous Venom Flying Bullets no. or whatever is it? No, not the marvelous Flying Bullets. <laughs> Any idea, Paul? No. Charlie, I'll hand it back to you. I'll give you another clue. It's also featured Anne Margaret. Very early role for Anne Bye Margaret. Bye Bye Birdie. Bye Bye Birdie. I'll give you one nice point because it. I had some. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. Nice one. Paul, this musical song, Shipoopy, was famously parodied on Family Guy. Shipoopy. She poopy in the bed. She poopy, and it was famously parodied on Family Guy. What's the original musical that came from? If Charlie doesn't get it, I'll give you another clue for a point. Um, I'm going to pass. Pass Charlie for a point. Cannot think. Okay, Paul for an extra clue. The, the most famous song from this musical is "76 Trombones." Seventy-six trombones led the big parade. No, the Music Man. It comes from far away. <laughs> uh, there's the muffin. Do you know right. the muffin man? Oh, this has got Paul written all over it, but it's for you, Charlie. This musical starred a young Zac Efron singing about getting your head in the game. It's not high school musical. Is I'll it? give you two points for that, mate. I'm just basing on <laughs> Zac Efron. I've never seen any of them. 
Oh, I thought that was no. always on permanent no, loop in I your house. Yeah, I liked Bear that in mind, it may crop up later. Sure. Paul, this musical is about a young woman who disguises herself as a man so she can enter a religious school. Oh. That's wrong on so many levels, what I've just said there. Who's going to say Gabushka? Who's going to say Tulsi? No, Victor, Victoria. Victor, Victoria, with Julie Andrews. Yes, but this is Julie Andrews, isn't it? No. No? Oh. Not the one I think. A young woman who disguises herself as a man so she can enter religious school. No, no idea. Charles. Sister Act 3. So close. (laughs) Yentl. (laughs) Yentl with Barbara Streisand okay Uh, Charlie this movie musical has a Grammy winning album and starred music legend Prince it's got the Purple Rain yeah you could have gone could have gone uh, under the cherry moon yeah yeah. Paul this musical features Stockard Channing wearing a blonde wig while she was singing Helps if you know who Stockard Channing is. Yeah, as I say, they're they're, they're equally paced these these questions. Charlie, Uh, Paul, I'll give you an extra clue if you want to take the point. Nineteen seventy-eight, very famous musical, set in the fifties. Greece. Greece. Oh, she was the one that got pregnant. Can't remember yeah, her name. Rizzo. Rizzo. Yeah. Yeah. What? Refuse. It fucking irritates me. What I know of it. This is going to irritate Paul. This next question because it is the easiest question in the entire round. To- um, Charlie, this musical tells about the romance between Tony and Maria. <laughs> <laughs> He loves that song, doesn't he? He does, doesn't he? It's worrying. Two points, Charlie. Paul, this musical is based on the George Bernard Shaw play Pygmalion. My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady for two points. Charlie, this musical tells of the oppression of a poor Jewish milkman before the Bolshevik uprising. Paul, Lady Marmalade, or Lady Marmalade, was one of the songs in this hit musical. Moulin Rouge for two. Charlie, this musical starred Meryl Streep as the witch and Johnny Depp as the big bad wolf. Meryl Streep as the witch. That rings a bell, but Johnny Depp as a wolf. Big doesn't. bad wolf, yeah. Oh, I think I know. Right, you've got to pass it over. I'll pass it over to Paul. Is it Into the Woods? It's Into the Woods. It's on TV today. Was it? Mm. Yeah. But Stephen Sondheim, also featuring James Corden. Based on Grimm's fairy tales and yeah. yeah. Love all that. Uh, so this is yours, Paul. This musical tells the story of the struggle of life, love and AIDS in the East Village. <laughs> Philadelphia the musical. <laughs> Philadelphia the musical. That's a Simpsons plot, isn't it? That one. <laughs> That's obviously going to be passed over to Charlie. So East Village, so it's going to be 80s set. In New York. New York. Life, love and needs. I can't... I can't really think of musicals that dealt with it. Um, no. No. Go on. I'll give you a point. Yeah, they need no, that's a very Just good answer. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's Rent. I've heard, of, yeah. I've heard of Rent as a title. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, who's is this Charlie's yeah? yeah this musical tells the story of a little boy who struggles to choose between his family's desire for him to be a shoemaker and his desire to be an accomplished musician and I will give you a clue Cobbler on the Roof <laughs> Cobbler on the Roof no I will give it's animated a little boy who struggles to choose between his family's desire for him to be a shoemaker and his desire to be an accomplished musician animated movie. See, I was going to say Shine at one point, but you well, as in the, the Jeffrey Watson, yeah. where he wants to be a musician, and he's, it's the other way around, isn't it? Yeah. That really puts it yeah. on him. But this is, this is animated. Uh, Very recent. Pixar. Um, what's it called? It's the um, Coco? Coco, Coco, Coco. Yeah, and I will give you extra clues, Paul, because of that. Yeah, thank you. This musical, Paul, introduced these zany characters to a whole new generation of children by sending Walter, his brother Gary, and Gary's girlfriend Mary to find Kermit the Frog and reunite him with his past co-stars. Sorry, it's Muppets, I mean. The Muppets. The Muppets. <laughs> is it the one with Rainbow Connection? No, then, see, that's the Muppet movie. This right. is the new one with Jason. No, Jake, not Jason. Can't think of his name. Amy, I think Amy Adams is. It's the new one from right. about 10 yeah. years ago, yeah. so two points for Paul. Charlie, this musical starred Helena Bonham Carter as the landlady who made meat pies. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney yeah. Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Paul, this musical. Now, think before you answer this. This musical tells the story of three friends who form a singing group and their rise to fame. How recent are we talking? Uh, Within the last 10, 15 years. Three friends. This is why I said think. Because Jersey Boys is about... Four... The Four Seasons. Charlie, this musical tells the story about three friends who form a singing group and their rise to fame. God, I'm blank here. I will pass it over to Paul if you don't get it. I'm guessing there wasn't a Bee Gees musical. (laughs) Just because their brothers doesn't mean they can't be friends. So, um, no, I, I... has Paul got it? Is it about women? Is it about women? Dream girls? It's dream girls. That's why I said think, because it's, it's the four seasons, isn't it? Yeah. Jennifer Hudson. Charlie, this musical tells the story of the man in black, Johnny Cash. Mm. Well, the line, not necessarily a musical in my opinion, but... No, I would mm, say that's a yeah. Yeah. yeah, There are a couple like this, so I will that's point fair. out. Um, this is very obscure, Paul, and, yeah. and Charlie, if he gets handed over to you. This musical starred Jennifer Lopez okay. as famous as a famous Tejano singer. Oh, what's a Tejano? I have no idea. It's Mexican, I think. I don't know. Um, T-E-J-A-N-O. Um, made, whatever she done. Made in Manhattan. <laughs> the musical. Yeah. Charlie, any idea? I'm, I'm sort of vaguely aware of this film, and I'm, I'm mm. not like, just trying to age bets, but I know it's like just the Christian name. Yeah, and I the, think whoever it was yeah. was very, very famous in her particular country, and yeah, yeah. but not yeah. Can't. It's Selena. Selena. It was. I knew it was like a, a, just a name, but. Well, from a very obscure one to a very fucking easy one, Charlie. This musical tells the life story of music legend blank. Charles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Jamie Foxx. Paul, this musical features the song Lose Yourself and takes place in the city of Detroit. Eight miles. Two points. Charlie. <laughs> this is a good one. This is a very clever question. Charlie, this historically inaccurate Disney movie musical was based on the real life of this 11-year-old girl. And I will give you the clue that I've given Paul and I will give throughout. It's animated. This is... Yeah. Yeah, yeah but there are yeah, Disney... Yeah, yeah. So historically inaccurate Disney movie I'm musical. I'm going to say is the right answer for two points. I don't think she married John Smith. No. She saved buried in Gravesend. In yeah, Gravesend, yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting, bear in mind what we've been talking about. This Disney musical, Paul, shares a few similarities with a well-known Shakespeare play. Charlie mentioned it. Right. I wasn't listening to John. Um, Animated. We've reviewed it on Stinking Paws, and I think you were part of the review. You were. You were part of the review. Yeah, he was. He was, yeah. This Disney musical shares a few similarities with a well-known Shakespeare play. We did it on the same... The Lion King. Is the right answer. We did it on the same show as Boondog Saints, I think. Charlie, this musical starred Madonna as Argentinian First Lady oh, Ava Peron. Two points. It's becoming yeah. And he becomes all Larry Grayson on us, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Paul, this musical took viewers to a whole new world. Again! It's <laughs> <laughs> not a musical quiz, you know. Oh, no. Aladdin, yes. Charlie, this musical invited us to try the grey stuff. Animated Disney. This musical invited us to try the grey stuff. And when you hear it, you'll kick yourself. Not porridge, is it? It's, uh, no. Not the title, I mean. No, no. It's, yeah, but it's food. It is food related. Disney animated music, musical. Musical. <laughs> musical. Uh, Oliver and Company. Oliver. Oh, that's a fair guess. Fair guess. Paul? Tarzan. Cool. Greystoke. What if I was to say, be our guest, be our guest. Try the grey stuff, it's the best. Shooting the beast. Yeah. yeah. That's what he says, try the grey stuff. See, I've not. That was the first film I ever remember watching at the cinema. Oh, ah, wow. Okay. 1991. I would have. I don't know, wow. I've been about fucking free. <laughs> <laughs> that, that and Hook were the Hook. first two films that I remember watching. And weirdly, I watched that in uh, one for the Northern listeners. Mm-hmm. The Metro Centre in Gateshead. Wonderful. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Oh, I can't believe I remember it from that age. <laughs> so this is for you, Paul, isn't it? A, a, a bit of a toughie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie, yeah. No, no, that was Charlie's question. Yeah. Again, a bit of a toughie. I think you both struggle with this one. This musical originally starred Natalie Wood. West Side Story. Yeah, <laughs> and, and was later remade into a made-for-TV movie starring Bette Midler. And I will give you a clue because it's oh, it's one of the lesser. Well, I won't give you a clue if Charlie's got an idea, and I'll pass it back then. Beaches. Beaches? No, 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 no. Charlie. 
it's a bit of a crackpot sort of guess. Was Hocus Pocus a made-for-TV film? No, no. We're talking Natalie Wood in the 60s. Yeah. And it's a musical about a stripper. Or a burlesque dancer as such. Rosalind Russell played the original role that Bette Midler played in the remake. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a musical called Gypsy. Very, oh. very, very good musical. Okay, uh, Charlie, this musical took viewers on a trip under the sea oh, to see Christ. some poor unfortunate souls. Titanic. I'll play it. I'll play the record of it there when yeah, you said exactly. Titanic. Yeah. Paul, two points in the bag here for you, son. Nobody puts this musical in the corner. <laughs> Dirty dancing. Back, back Should... tattoo camp. They always <laughs> Charlie, Sissy Spacek. 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 Gosh. Is it a coal miner's daughter? It's coal miner's daughter, Loretta Lynn, yes. Paul. Oh, I, I'm going to have to reword this. This musical taught us that life is a... I was going to say either roller coaster <laughs> or cheating <laughs> the musical box of chocolates. Oh, okay. I'm going to pass it to Charlie. I've got a clue for you, Charlie. This musical taught us that life is a cabaret. Cabaret. Oh, bollocks. I was going to say like, what good is sitting alone in his room? Come hear the music well, play. Yeah. yeah this musical was based on a book series by P.L. Travers. No. Change myself. If he doesn't know, I've got another clue. So, Paul. Peter Pan. Yeah. Close. Jamie and Barry. Mm. The extra clue I'll give you that the making of this musical, this movie musical, was made into a film starring Tom Hanks and Emma Thompson. P.L. Travers being played by Emma Thompson. Saving Mr. Banks. So, what was the musical? Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins for a point. Sorry, yeah. Pink elephants were on parade in this musical. Well, two points. Again, you got, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll give you a clue if it's animated if you're yeah, struggling. Yeah. Okay. Token Tracer, where you think it's the you're not sure if yeah. it's the obvious. Again, like yeah. the obvious, this wooden boy, Charlie, has no strings no. in this musical. Pnooks. Pnooks. Paul, obvious, this, this musical takes place in a land somewhere over the rainbow. What is up with it? It's fucking Gregory Paul. What's going on? Um, That would be the wizard. It's a stalling technique, Charlie. I think. So you can't you can't boast about getting the Wizard of Oz. I know. Charlie, I'm I'm going to really argue that this is not a musical because I haven't written this because I found it online. This musical quotation marks told of the rivalry between Salieri and Mozart. Amadeus. Yeah, certainly not a musical. Musical theme. (laughs) Paul, if you don't get this right, I I don't know what we're going to do. The Hills are alive in this musical. Oh, 
sound of music. Why did he dash it in the obvious? I know. Because yeah, I've never seen it. I've never watched it. You must it. know how it goes, though. Nope. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Literally, with the, the sound. The hills are alive with the sound of music. We've created a monster, basically, haven't we? Charlie, this musical had everybody singing Let It Go. Frozen. Paul, animated musical. This magical musical takes place in Colombia. Very recent. Magical. Escobar. Magical. Harry Potter the music. In Colombia? <laughs> it's so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> Charles. I know what it is, I can't fit the name. It's not Moana, it's yeah. um the very like yep. last eighteen months, isn't it? It was it was nominated the last Oscars. It was, uh, yeah. So there's no excuse for me. Encanto. 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 Okay, never. Okay, Charlie, this product is also the name of a hit musical which featured Queen Latifah and John Travolta. Can I, I'm not expressing them as answers, but there was two really silly guesses that was. Okay. Happening. I know that Queen Latifah was in a musical version of Chicago. She was, yeah, she played the prison know, woman, it, yeah. It depends whether you consider Greece a product. Oh! Uh, you are so on the right lines. I'll give you a second to think. Greece too. No. <laughs> Paul, this product is also the name of a hit musical. featured Queen Latifah and John Travolta. Vaseline. Right, I'm going to go back to Charlie for the point, because it's also a remake of a musical. Yeah, yeah, because it's uh, Hairspray. Hairspray. Oh, of course. John Travolta. Yeah, I should have gone yeah. on the, when you said the white lines. Mm, sorry. Yeah. But extra brownie points for the director. Yeah, sure. Yes. The one film that he made where it weren't about people eating shit. Eating dog shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Paul, this musical was based on the song by the Swedish pop group ABBA. Mamma mia. Charlie. He just flirted with doing the Italian accent there. Yeah. Wow. Almost, yeah. yeah. Charlie, this musical sequel starred Cher. Mamma Mia 2. Mamma Mia, here we go again. <laughs> I do that as well. It'd be the testosterone. He's really sort of yeah. through the room, isn't it? Paul. Never seen either of them, thank you. seen the first one. <gasps> Paul, this musical introduced Kiala Settle to the big screen. <laughs> and then the, and then the, the role on screen. <laughs> Settle screen. <laughs> Gimbals. Introduce who? Kiala Settle. K-E-A-L-A. Settle. Settle. <laughs> I haven't got a fucking Scooby. Yeah, I don't know who that is. You'd know her when you see her. So I'm guessing it's recent. Oh, last ten years. Uh, so, I'll give a clue to Paul, because yep. that is a little bit obscure. I'm going to say bearded lady. Ah, the Greatest Showman. It's the Greatest Showman. Is it? Yes. P.T. Barnum was a cunt, pal. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Absolute. Um, who's next? Sorry, guys. Charles. Charles, this musical was based on a historical 1899 workers' strike. Little bit obscure. Little bit obscure. Fairly recent, but 
Not well known. I'm mm. Peter Lowe, right? I mean, <laughs> when I read this, that's <laughs> the first thing I thought so was Peter Lowe. The only other sort of like musical I can think of that's about like straight action and straight juniors. And it's like Lame is a world, but it's well before Lame. No, 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 no. Um, it's like the fucking peasant, not the peasants, but what one about. <laughs> the Jarrow Marches and all yeah. that shit. <laughs> What's on? his name? Man? The geyser from. Dartford and that um, what Tyler what, yeah. <laughs> what Tyler yeah. the musical <laughs> bit dry we're marching yeah. we're marching yeah. <laughs> um, no I don't know okay Paul this musical was based on a historical 1899 workers strike how no no it's, it was newsies mm, paper, bo- paper boys going on strike yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I think Hamilton's more about like the, the constitution and that isn't it or yeah, it's one that's never appealed to me. But mm. I like, I like a musical, but... Is there hip-hop? It's, yeah, exactly. That's probably why it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. This is very, very vague, and I'm going to add a bit to this, Paul, because literally the question here says, this is one of Andrew Lloyd Webber's most well-known musicals. Well, that narrative. Exactly. So I'm going to say it features a song called Music of the Night. Phantom of the Opera for two because that is all question yeah yeah because yeah. my first one was Cats could have been a VR could have been Starlight yeah. could have been yeah. Jesus Christ could have yeah. been Whistle Down the Wind Charlie this musical takes place in 19th century France and is based on a book by Victor Hugo <laughs> <laughs> Paul and finally Pop Six Squish Uh uh-uh. uh Cicero Lipschitz Is the start of one of this musical's Most prominent numbers I just want you to say that again I'll, I'll gladly say it again It's because a weird version of We Didn't Start the Fire <laughs> Pop Six Squish Uh uh-huh. Cicero Lipschitz Is the start of one of this musical's Most prominent numbers And I will give you a clue It's set this particular number In a prison Rent. No. Pop. Six. Squish. Uh huh. Cicero. Lipschitz. Lipschitz, show me because that's your shank redemption of the musical. (laughs) No, can you can you remember? um, You you won't remember it, like but um, Rugrats and the Collodion. There's a character called Doctor Lipschitz. Um, I can't even think. Call and Luke the musical. <laughs> no. no, it's from Chicago. Is the is the bit oh, in the really? prison? Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. At the end of that marathon quiz, Paul scored thirty-two. Charlie scored forty. Hey, guy, Paul. Oh, I had some gimmies there. Well done guys, we'll be back after this with what we're watching next time. time.
when it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Guys, according to you two, it's my turn to actually choose a movie. Um, yeah, we're worried. No, no, I think... I know Charlie's going to bloody love this. And I think you're going to appreciate it. Do you remember a conversation we had a couple of episodes ago, Paul? I think it might have been Philadelphia's story. Yeah. And you said you were quite unfamiliar with Jimmy Stewart's actual work. Yes, yeah. So I thought... Let's bring another Jimmy Stewart movie in, okay? Charlie is going to love this, though. Yeah. It don't get bigger than this. It's Vertigo from 1958. Oh, nice. It's uh, Hitchcock, isn't it? Not my favourite Hitchcock, not my favourite Jimmy Stewart movie, but it's I... It's a Venn diagram. Yeah. Like, it's a weird one. It's a, It'll get you thinking. I think Vertigo, I don't know if it's still the case, but he used to top the sight and sound. It, no, it replaced Citizen Kane, didn't Yeah. Right, so it's the... Yeah. No, I'm up for that. Sounds good. Proper classic. Uh, do you remember... Watching Dallas, Miss Ellie. Yes. Very young Miss Ellie is is in it. Uh, it's Kim Novak, isn't Kim it? Novak is, is, the, yeah. Can actually describe her as a femme fatale. Yeah, it? and it's very off kilter, isn't it, Charlie? It's, 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 it's like Freudian, proper, in depth psychology, sort mm. of. But all the Hitchcock stuff's there, the elements. Yeah. yeah, so if you like North by Northwest, which you do, and yeah. the other Hitchcock stuff, you're going to get all that sort of bits in it. it. I think it became the trendy thing to say as your favourite Hitchcock in sort of film criticism yeah and I'm, yeah. and I'm not afraid to say it's not the best Hitchcock and it's not the best Jimmy Stewart but it's a fucking great movie yeah, it's a behemoth oh. <laughs> it is indeed yeah. it is one of the it's a big moth it is a huge moth no, it's <laughs> it's definitely one of those kind of you know look, well the fact that you replaced it and came and, and also we, we're nearly 10 years into this podcast and we haven't covered it yeah. we need to we need to talk about it so I can't Fair think enough. of two, two better people to actually chat about the movie so sure. guys thank you it's been a bloody great afternoon and early evening see you in a couple of weeks time see you later cheers The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. Master arms, that infernal jamboree is worse than two cats on a fence. You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. When you fail down, try positive thinking. That's what I told the man said, don't wear a frown, try positive thinking, laugh at your troubles instead. You've got to look on the bright side, on hope so much depends, with your confidence sinking, positive thinking helps you on the way, my friend. When things look black, try 
positive thinking Treat every season as spring No glancing back Try positive thinking Trust what tomorrow may bring This crazy world that we live in Will keep on spinning round But with good, strong, positive thinking We'll get together and life won't let us down Oh, shut up. We enjoy it.